A young boy once went to the circus and was astonished when he saw that there was a giant elephant tethered to the ground by a thin rope. And curious, he walked over to the elephant trainer and asked, how are you holding down such a huge elephant with such a tiny rope? The rope doesn't look very strong. This elephant could break down a brick wall. So why doesn't he just break out of this tiny rope? But the trainer smiled at him and explained, when this elephant was just a baby, weighing just 250 pounds, we tied it up with this very same rope. And every day he tried to break free, but he couldn't manage to free himself from the rope. He tried and tried, but to no avail. And after a few months, he finally gave up, convinced that it was impossible to escape. And now he weighs about 2,000 pounds and is strong enough to easily break free of these ropes. But in his mind, he still thinks that he's unable to, and therefore, he doesn't even try to escape. And this story connects to a very deep idea in this week's Parsha Vayira. Avram famously says, Anochi afar ve'ether, which literally means I am but dust and ashes. And this is generally understood as a statement of humility, but there's a deeper idea embedded in these words as well. And in order to understand the deeper intimations, of this important statement, we have to return to last week's Parsha, in which Avram has a perplexing encounter with Hashem. Hashem promises Avram that he will become the father of an immeasurably populous nation, to which Avram seems to voice some serious doubts. He challenges Hashem, claiming that not only is he currently childless, but the stars, the Mazalos, say that he will never have a single child. And how then, he asks Hashem, can you promise me that I will be the father of a great nation? So Hashem responds by taking Avraham Hachutza outside. And Rashi explains this to mean that Hashem took Avraham above the stars, outside the stars. Now, this episode is obviously peculiar. Avraham argues with Hashem using what he saw in the stars and the mazalos as his evidence. Now, what does it mean that Avram saw in the stars that he wasn't destined to have a child? But more importantly, how can Avram argue with Hashem about what will happen? If Hashem tells Avram that he's going to have a child, how can Avram even think of suggesting otherwise? And finally, what does it mean that Hashem took Avram above the stars? Now, Chazal explain that the world has a natural course, referred to as mazel, literally translated as a divine flow. And just as a scientist can study an apple seed and see how an apple will, will eventually grow forth from it, astrologists can study the stars and determine which events Hashem has designed to come into fruition. And therefore, Avram had a very valid question, because on the one hand, Hashem had promised him a child. But on the other hand, Hashem created the Mazalos, created this system, which is telling Avraham the exact opposite, that he's not going to have a child. So in response to Avram's question, Hashem takes Avram above the stars. Let's explain what this means. The Gemara in Shabbos 
Daf 156a, Daf Kuf Nun Vavam and Aleph, explains that Hashem was teaching Avram a very deep principle called Ein Mazel Leisrael. The Jews are not bound by nature. They're not bound by this system of the Mazalos. Because true, the stars can say one thing. And naturally, one thing should come into fruition, but these stars themselves are controlled by Hashem. And when you are connected to the source of reality itself, to Hashem himself, you can transcend the stars. You can overcome any mazel, you can overcome any nature. And as long as Avraham lived within the natural, he could not have children. Within the mazolos, within this natural system, he could not have a child. But once he transcended that limited nature, anything was possible. But one important question remains. If the events in this world emanate and come forth from the mazolos, how can we reconcile the fact that they contradicted Hashem? And they foretold that Avram would not have children. Chazal don't claim, the rabbis don't claim that the mazel changed. They only say that Avram transcended it. So how does this work? What does this mean? But the answer is profound because at this point, Avram's name was actually Avram without the hey, without the, that middle letter. The mazolos were telling the truth. Avram would not have a child. But once Avram realized that he wasn't bound by nature, he transcended his current state and transformed. And two prakam later, two chapters later, Avram's name was changed to Avraham. Avram wasn't destined to have a child, but Avraham was. Rashi explains that as soon as Avram became Avraham, he was able now to have Yitzchak. And in Jewish thought, a name reflects essence. Shame, the Hebrew word for name, has the same root as neshama, the Hebrew word for soul. And therefore, the change of a name reflects a much deeper, more fundamental change at the root level of the self. In other words, Avraham's change in name resulted in a complete metamorphosis. It was his way of transcending his mazel, transcending his nature, living on a plane above nature. And now we can try to understand the deeper meaning behind Avram's famous statement, Anochi Afar Va'efar, I am but dust and ashes. Ashes represent an elemental breakdown of something. When you ash something, you break it down to its elemental root form. And dirt represents the starting point of growth, the place where seeds are planted. Avram in this statement was alluding to the fact that each and every day he would ash himself breaking himself down and becoming something completely new. Breaking himself down into his elemental and root form and then replanting himself anew in a field of dirt. Meaning Avram would recreate himself every single day. He would never continue living on the same way just because he'd been living that way until now. Each and every day he would look within, break down his thoughts, beliefs, and paradigms, and recreate himself for the better, taking his life to the next level of spiritual growth. And the most amazing part of this famous statement is its placement. When does Avram say this phrase? right after his name is changed from Avram to Avraham. Meaning, only once Avram realized that his potential is limitless and that he can transcend his mazel, transcend his nature, 
that he also realized that he could endlessly develop himself further, ashing and planting himself anew every single day. And now we can return to our opening story because what happens when the elephant discovers that the rope isn't strong enough to hold him down? A fire once broke out in the circus and during the ensuing chaos, the circus tent fell down. And after the dust settled, the trainers began searching for the elephant and to their amazement, they couldn't find the elephant anywhere. But finally, after a few hours of searching, they found the elephant wandering in the nearby forest. And they realized that during the fire, the elephant must have been overcome with fear and adrenaline and had therefore, in his panic, broken free from his ropes. And when they tied him down again, the elephant escaped just moments later. And they tried again once more, but again, the elephant broke loose. It was clear that once the elephant realized that the ropes couldn't hold him, he would no longer be held down by these chains any longer. Because at one point, he thought these ropes controlled him, but he now realized that the only one holding him back was himself. And the trainers had no choice. They had to get a new elephant for the circus. But does this idea ring true in your ears? How often do we create mental cages of our own? How often do we allow other people's opinion of us to become our reality? We allow people to tell us what we can or can't do. And sometimes it's a friend or loved one, but worst of all, it's usually our own inner voice that's the cause of our self-doubt. We convince ourselves that we can't, that we're not smart enough, good-looking enough, or funny enough. We're too old or too young, too short or too tall, but here's the key. We are the only ones who hold the key to our mental cages because we created the lock. And opening the lock is very simple. It requires only that we make a new decision, that we change our identity, that we believe it's possible, that we become more because history is being read, but it's also being written by people with imagination. So we need to imagine a greater future, a greater version of ourselves. We need to have vision. We need to close our eyes and picture an ideal future and then open our eyes and make that our reality. And this is the actualization of Ain Mazali Israel. There are no limits. When you are in touch with your best self and connected to Hashem, the source of all self, anything is possible. So let's be inspired to follow in Avram's footsteps and journey beyond the stars. Because there's a famous saying, let's shoot for the moon. For even if we miss, we'll land amongst the stars. And I say, let's land above the stars.